Welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. This is episode four of the 126 podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, unlike any guest we've had before. Let's get started. Welcome into the 126 Podcast. I'm your host, Addison McKelvin, and not with me as always, Reed Kirkwood. Reed is out today, but it's all right. We'll make it through without him. Uh, So today we are going to pass it to Coach Weaver, Athletic Director of Forney ISD, to do our around town. What's going on, Coach? Thank you, Addison. I know um, we've we've already had a rough start here. I thought it was, you know, I thought you were doing this whole deal, but I guess it's Reed that makes you look good every week. He does. So I want to shout out to Reed. I know he's on, doing some on-the-job training yeah. at Olive Garden. Yeah. I understand it. So good luck, Reed. Uh, get the tour of Italy ready for me, if you would. And we'll see you over there soon, hopefully back in this chair yeah. next week. Um, around the town will not be as specific. Reed is great at putting together all the scores and having every little detail. Um, it's general from me, but here's here's how it breaks Lazy down. We're ju- it is maybe we're just starting thirteen five A basketball. The girls played their first uh, district game just before the break, and the boys now that we're back from the break um, are beginning thirteen five A forty. Boys are actually still in under quarantine currently, and North Forty boys have just come off of quarantine and. Um, you know, what, what I'd like to say about quarantine, sometimes people get scared of that word, but the truth is uh, we had one, at one time five of our eight 13-5A volleyball teams were on quarantine. Um, we've already had five of our eight 13-5A boys basketball teams on quarantine, right? So really it's just um, an abundance of caution that districts take to make sure that, that we're doing everything we can to prevent any kind of spread uh, of COVID or, or um, um, you know, um, exposures with kids in, in that scenario so uh, they're coming back North Forney came back Thursday they were supposed to have a makeup game Friday with Roy City however Roy City's boys basketball team went on quarantine on on Thursday also so they played Poteet on Saturday and won their first uh, 13-5A district game big over Poteet that was a that was a great win Saturday we were over there for that and um, Forney's coming off now so they'll be playing starting uh, District 13-5A action against North Forney on Wednesday of this week. Um, the girls play Forney versus North Forney, always a big head-to-head competition, mm-hmm. tomorrow night on Tuesday of this week. So just really getting started in 13-5A. North Forney girls, by the way, are undefeated in 13-5A. Um, they're 3-0 and, and and off to a great start. Um, and they've played some tough competition already. So Highland Park is also 3-0, and so that, that game's coming up for them, and that's a big game mm-hmm. uh, approaching. In soccer action, they finished their, their uh, uh, scrimmage season, and now they're on to begin their games. We've got our first soccer games this week at both high schools. And, in fact, soccer gets to play a tournament. Basketball and volleyball did not get to play tournaments by UIL rule mm-hmm. because it's an indoor sport, so it's a little bit more restrictive. But in an outdoor environment, they're going to allow – outdoor sports to play tournaments this year. So uh, we've got this Thursday through Saturday, we've got our first tournament of the year, and it's a it's a soccer tournament with the boys playing at both places, Forney and North Forney. So um, if the weather's good, hopefully it'll stay good for a little bit longer and uh, you get out and see some soccer action in the outdoor setting. Um, swimming is preparing for our district. Di- swimming is actually in District 14 5A. 
Uh, they're not in 13 5A. We have, football's in 8. Everybody else except for swimming's in 13 and, and swimming's in 14, along with Midlothian and some um, South End schools. But um, swim and dive district is uh, later this month at Rockwall. They're not allowing spectators this year. Usually if you've been in that natatorium at Rockwall, it's a really big place that the whole upper level is, is all spectator seating. Um, but unfortunately, due to uh, COVID mitigation, there won't be a, the, the ability for spectators, but there'll still be the opportunity to, uh, to watch and participate and, and cheer on those kids. So they're, they're getting ready for competition at the district level. And, um, uh, you know, as we get on into January, we're looking ahead and knowing that we're a month away from really everybody under the sun being in season. You know, we're mm -hmm. just about to, to pop with softball and baseball and track and field and spring golf, spring tennis, um, powerlifting. It, you know, uh, soccer will be in full swing. Basketball will be late in district. Um, so it's it's so you're we're not about busy to, at all. We're about to get really yeah. busy. Yeah, this is it's crazy because we got a lot of stuff this week. I think there's one night this week we don't have competitions, but. Um, but it's it's even it's kind of a lull, <laughs> believe it or not, right now, yeah. even with all this activity, because we're about to, to get crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, especially to that basketball Forney versus North Forney game. Um, I actually played in the very first Forney versus North Forney basketball game, so it's yeah, always good. It's always highly old. competitive. I mean, they're you know, it's a it's always interesting when the teams play one another because it's yeah. like doesn't matter what the record is, doesn't yep. matter what the, I mean, that game is always going to be. Um, a highlight right for sure for sure um, so yeah we have plenty of things going on even more coming up soon um, so let's move over and talk to coach oh what's going on coach hey how's everybody doing we're doing good well, you I think so we had a good break how's your break it was relaxing yeah went and spent a little time in the country there you go yeah that's always fun um, so let's let's hear just kind of an update what's going on uh, going on around the district well as coach weaver said we've got a lot of stuff going on but i just wanted to really highlight um those ladies that are walking around in those lime green shirts mm -hmm. at all of our athletic events they've been out there since sep uh, september it's our event safety staff uh, they have been mitigating covid this entire time they're making sure that we're staying safe that our coaches are safe our kids are safe and our spectators are safe so if you see them when you're at a, at a game, if you see them, just thank them and let them know that them you appreciate five. them. That's right. Give them an air five. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they've done a great job. We wouldn't have made it this far if they hadn't. Um, and I mean, it's just it's just crazy the number of, of sports and things going in and out. I don't know why y'all couldn't just get a do a bubble for every sport like the NBA yeah, did. I don't right. know why, That'd that, be great, wouldn't it? Why, why we couldn't do that. But, yeah. yeah, they've done a great job, so we would definitely like to give them a one, two, six thumbs up. Uh, I'll add to that, Addison, that we've also had, I mean, even from Dr. Terry, our superintendent, who hurt, who uh, is in, you know, looped in with superintendent meetings in the area and so forth. And uh, he's been complimented through, from other school districts who, who came over here for a contest, maybe, mm -hmm. um, you know, administrators and other places have seen, man, those ladies in those green shirts, they really are helpful. And I felt super safe. And um, mm -hmm. Coach O meets with them every week, right? She has a, That's right. a meeting. We do a little training with them. And. Um, they've been getting after it. Awesome. That is awesome. So unless you have anything else, Coach O, I'll let you, I'll let you introduce our guest today. Sure. No problem. <laughs> well, you know, Coach Weaver and I, we were just talking about this yesterday, that it's been such an inspiring thing to see how our kids and our coaches have, have performed at such a high level with all of the challenges that are going on. 
uh, right now in the country with the pandemic. And that that's everyone, high school, collegiate. Uh, it's it's there's a lot um, that that coaches and kids are having to endure. There's a lot of mental uh, things that they're having to endure with with having to be quarantined and things of that nature. So we just we just think really, really highly of, of what our people are doing across the country with our coaches and our kids. And, and that just kind of, it's, it's easy for me to segue into that because um, our special guest um, has had her own challenges uh, where the pandemic has, has been concerned. And, and she can give us some, some insight on that. But, you know, she's a, a currently a senior volleyball player at Texas Tech. Uh, she's a collegiate volleyball um National Collegiate member, um, on USA team, and she's my kid. So you know, it's it's. I'm I'm very excited to. So she's to, the best volleyball player in the world. As she far as you're is concerned. absolutely the best middle blocker <laughs> in the country. Uh, you know, and so and so it's. I'm I'm just tickled pink to introduce my kid, Carrington Jones. What's hey y'all. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. You can't possibly be nervous to be on here with your mom here, right? Why do I feel like that kind of makes me more nervous? <laughs> it makes you more nervous? That's right. I could get that too. I could understand that. Um, so first, we would just like you to wel- we would like to welcome you to the podcast, and I would love to hear a little bit about your athletic background. Kind of take us. Uh, obviously, we know we know that you had a coach right there in your house all the time, but tell us a little bit about kind of your experiences through athletics. Well, I've really played a little bit of everything. When I was little, played soccer got scared because anytime I would get the ball, everyone else would run at me, and I'm like, oh, you can have it. Um, played basketball up until I was a freshman in high school, and then played volleyball like the entire time through that. Um, I liked all the sports, but volleyball is definitely the one that I fell in love with and wanted to play like after high school. Right, right. Um, well, let's, uh, so you, you just mentioned it. You played after high school. Mm-hmm. You know, Coach O said that you're you're a senior at Texas Tech. So so you've experienced what it's like to have kind of normal seasons, yes. and then what it's been like this season. So tell us a little for bit sure. about this season. This season was rough for everybody. Everyone was, it was just not good. Um, but I think with like team camaraderie, coaches, people helping us and supporting us, it really ended up being a huge like lesson for everybody mm-hmm. in the NCAA this year. Um, I know a lot of times we can take our sport for granted, but this, everything with COVID definitely taught us that like, we may not get to play. So like really play like it's your last game, last practice, anytime you can get to. So hard, but good lessons learned for yeah, sure. That is a great lesson. I mean, for anybody, no matter how good you are, you're going to have that last game right. at some point. And I, I actually heard a guy who's a baseball player who we were talking about that, you know, kind of your, your plays are numbered. And uh, somebody taught him, and I thought it was a great way to look at it, was he said, there's a set number of pitches that I'm going to see, like, left. He was a college baseball player at Louisiana Tech, and he's like, I only have a certain number of pitches left. I don't know what that number is. And it could be any one of the pitches. And he said that he would remind himself that every time he stepped into the box. I was like, that's a great way to look at it, because that is true. We don't really know, but our time is running out. And, you know, COVID definitely shortened that for a lot of people that didn't get a chance to play their sport this year. So... It's a good reminder, um, regardless of, of a pandemic. That's something that athletes have to face. For sure. Um, so, so we wanted to have you on here, kind of as a perspective for for athletes and also for parents and, and just people around town that listen to this. Um, that's different than than our perspective here in a high school. Um, but 
kind of, I know that, that young people reach out to you um, mm-hmm. on social media and stuff like that. Um, what, what types of things are they asking you? Yeah, young girls definitely reach out just wanting to get like the perspective from, like you said, like someone who's already been through the collegiate athlete life. Um, I feel like the top question would probably be like, how do I get exposure? Like, how mm-hmm. do I get coaches to look at me? How do I set myself apart from my teammates? So usually when I get that question, I'll go into like just being yourself. Like when you're in high school, I feel like a lot of times you try to fit in, you try to be like your other counterparts, but that's not gonna like get you to where you wanna be or you're gonna end up somewhere that just doesn't fit what you need. So I always say just be yourself, send in some highlights, send in your best ones, um, and then you should be good. Like you should be able to get somewhere where you feel comfortable and you're accepted and it doesn't have to be forced, you know? Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of students do look at the ath- the athletic part of it as, as everything, which right. obviously that's a huge part of your time, but you also have class and you have campus life and you have right. the city that you're living in and all those things play into it because I see a lot of times athletes, you know, go to some school because that's the first school that talked to them mm-hmm. and they get there and they realize like they have no major that yeah. interests them. And then they're, they're kind of stuck there at least until the next season. So um, I always tell kids that are in my class that, that might be interested in playing at the next level to, you know, make sure it's got everything, make right. sure it's got your major, make sure it's got the town that's, that's interesting to you and to go play wherever that is. Right. Um, uh, so, so beyond that, what's kind of one thing that, you, that they may not ask you that you're like, you got to know this? What's one thing that you'd tell them? Definitely, I know, like, the name is super big when people want to go to the collegiate level. Like, they want to go to the best school, but the best school may not be the best school for you, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think just, like, pick somewhere where you're going to be loved. Pick somewhere that's going to put, like, you before the athletic piece, and then the athletic piece will just come. Right, I right. think that's the best thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, like, let's say, like, obviously you went to a large, you know, Division One university mm-hmm. in Texas. Um, Let's say that that wasn't an option for you. No. Um, let's say that, that you weren't really getting a lot of you know buzz coming out of high school and you had to really go find it. Do you think that you would have rather gone to Texas Tech and not played a sport or gone to a very small college and got to play volleyball? Honestly, I would have wanted to play volleyball. Yeah. I would have definitely wanted to do that. Tech is a great school, but I knew that I wanted to play. Right. So I think I'd go with the smaller school. And I think that that's, I think that that's true. I think athletes know what they want usually they just have to be honest with themselves and ask them because right. I mean just talking to a bunch of different athletes I've heard people say if, if you want to play there's somewhere right if you They're really want somewhere. to I mean there's so many colleges and it may be a small school and you have to walk on but if you really want to play there's there's somewhere that you can find sure. and probably multiples right. and, and the truth is every bit of it goes by I think Carrington's been really um, eloquently said a couple of times really in what she said that it still comes back down to people usually. Mm-hmm. It's usually the people, your teammates you connect with, your coaches, your, your family, um, the people where you, the place you fit in is where the people mm-hmm. that are going to be involved with you. And I think that's probably the biggest challenge to me, for, for, you know, looking at student athletes and looking at our coaches and, and, you know, being able to put myself in Carrington's position and think um, that that's where the, the quarantine and the COVID and all that stuff has really been the most dangerous. It's, it's terribly dangerous, obviously, if you get it. It's a dangerous health concern, but it's also super dangerous because it takes people away from one another. Yeah. Right? It, it, it breaks down. I mean, we missed all those spring seasons. 
for those kids that are softball and baseball kids didn't even get to play, didn't get to have those bus rides and that our that our guest right. last week talked about, didn't get to have those build those experiences that that kind of make you who you are. Mm-hmm. They were taken away from the, the people that they loved, and um, now all this preparation, getting ready for spring of twenty twenty one, we're hoping. To, to close those gaps again and get the people back together because right. education and sports is a people business. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how great the curriculum is, it's the teacher that makes yeah. the class great. It doesn't so, matter how strong your X's and O's and your, your playbook is, it's the coach that who in, in relationship with that student athlete who have success, right? I mean, that's just the way this deal works. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Perfect. Um, we mentioned that, that students reach out to you on social media. Um, I know that's a huge thing. I mean, it's almost like every time I watch a draft for the NFL or the, you know, the NBA or something, there's some sort of scandal that pops up from a player or a prospect on social media. I know that's something that, that they talk to you about at Texas Tech. So tell us a little bit about what, what are the kind of expectations for college athletes in terms of social media? Social media is definitely a very big deal because it's like once you get to that place that you're at, obviously there are a lot of young people that see what you're posting. And then we also have to make sure that we're doing our part to make sure that everything is looking good so that people who want to commit, they can't go looking at our social media and they're like, ooh, I don't like what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. It can't just have too much stuff, you know? So we definitely have to watch what we post. I mean, we're all adults, but we def- we have to censor things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've all gotten used to it at this point. I feel like even just going into the collegiate level as like high schoolers, you have to make sure that your stuff is clean because you don't want coaches saying something bad about what you're posting. So I think we're all just used to it at this point, but definitely has to be clean. Absolutely. Um, that's an interesting thing. I, I mean, I've definitely thought about it from that perspective of don't post something dumb if you're a high schooler because it will take two seconds for that, that college coach who you want to play for to and find they it. look. Oh, they definitely look. Absolutely. And and you mentioned it from the other side that you have to watch what you do so that you can get the players that you want mm-hmm. um, to join the program. So that's interesting because I've never thought about it that way. But that is, that's definitely a huge thing that I think a lot of people overlook because they see it as kind of this, I don't really, this magical place where they can say whatever they want and nothing yeah. happens. Um, they see it all. Coach O, would you say that's a pertinent for young coaches getting into our profession oh. too? Wow, Coach, you just hit the nail on the head. Any young coach that is out there listening right now that is wanting to advance and go be a head coach or go be a leader in some form or fashion, please watch what you post. Absolutely. We are watching. You are being interviewed daily. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to look at it. You're being interviewed daily. It's uh, like the, the baseball player with his limited number of pitches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now you're the one that's, that's pitching it. Yeah. Somebody's paying attention. Right. Absolutely. And that, I mean, it just... A lot of people want to be coaches. I mean, it is a it is a great career. I mean, it's it's been great to you two for sure. Yeah. Um, and and there's no room for for those types of mistakes. I mean, if you post something, you're 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 given permission to take care of people's children, like mm-hmm. as a coach. So you're you're absolutely right that it's a huge thing for them, and it's a shame whenever we see people make mistakes on that because it's like it seems so obvious, but it's something that we do need to talk about. Um, so we kind of talked, I had my next question, but we already kind of talked about this. Um, so Coach O mentioned it. We wanted to say congratulations for you making the collegiate national team. That's, that's an awesome accomplishment, but 
that was kind of a bittersweet thing with COVID, correct? Right. So kind of what happened with that? Well, um, me and a few of my teammates, we went and we tried out for the collegiate national team. I ended up making it. And we were supposed to go and compete with each other. And we were actually, at the end of that competition, supposed to be able to play with the top national team, like USA team, um, traveling around the world. But we didn't get to end up doing that because COVID kind of swept in. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely bittersweet, but I'm hoping that we'll get to like kind of do something maybe next year or this coming up year. Absolutely. And so for, for those of us, myself included, that don't really know that much about national volleyball, so is that right. kind of the precursor to the Olympic team? Yes, like that team, okay, so they pick like, it's obviously the collegiate one, so they can pick like from any college. It's about 20 girls from any college who tries out. Um, it was a very surreal experience because I was playing with girls who were in like top 10 teams, like crazy good. Um but then we get to play like the real USA team. So it's scary for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's just something where we get to like show off how we can be good, you know. Yeah. That, I mean, that'll definitely be one of those things that you remember oh, forever yeah. Um, oh, yeah. in terms I'm of your experience. Very excited about it. Um, so let's, I, we always like to ask this to, to different um, guests. Tell us kind of a story of an impactful coach in your life. Oh, this is easy. Okay, so um, in high school, my senior year, I had the best coach I've ever had, hands down. Um, Junior year, I ended up having to get shoulder surgery on my labrum, and so that was a really rough recovery. And going into my senior year, I didn't know how how it was going to be. It was hard. I hadn't played volleyball in months, and so I was definitely nervous, but we got this new coach. Her name is Coach Hughes. Um, She came in, and she believed in me and my team from the very start of when she came in to, like, coach us. Um, Our team in high school hadn't been good in a really long time. We hadn't been to playoffs in, I think, like, 17 years, 15 years, something like that. And we completely, like, turned the program around and ended up going to playoffs for the first time in that many years. Um, It was just a super fun experience to be able to, like, play with some of my best friends and then also win Mm because we liked playing with each other, but the losing part just kind of wasn't good. So Coach Hughes, she was, yeah, she was just something different for sure. Um, I think the best thing about her was that she was super loving, but then also wasn't scared to completely, like, tell you off if she needed to. Mm -hmm. Like, I can definitely say that I was – a big leader on the team, but that didn't matter if I wasn't doing something that needed to be done. I was definitely going to be on the bench, um, get your head together, get on the bench, and then when you're ready, you can come back in the game type of thing. So um, definitely didn't baby us. That right. was the best part of it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's awesome. We always hear personality traits more than yes. X's and O's. Like you that's didn't say anything remember. about, oh, she tra- taught me to, you know, move my feet like this. Right. And get, like it was, it was a personality thing. Right. And I think that that's that's what and we know this that's something that great coaches do is they they almost buy that that ability to to come down on you when you need it mm-hmm. by loving you and whenever right. they show you like that's so for for forney teachers for capturing kids hearts there's this saying that says a kid doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care 
And, and that is definitely something that I, like that that I think that your coach um, embodied. So I saw you nodding that whole so time, true. Coach O. So tell us from, from a mom's perspective, what was that like to see your daughter have such a good coach? Well, I can give you from the mom perspective and from the coordinator perspective mm -hmm. because Coach Hughes was actually a coach um, in my tier when I was a coordinator yeah. at Little Elm. So I, I was on the committee that hired her. And we felt like she was going to be a culture changer when she came in, and that's exactly what she was. So, you know, I had a lot of respect for her um, from the mom perspective, uh, the parent perspective, and even more as a colleague um, mm -hmm. because we remained professional, and but we all held each other accountable. That was coordinator to coach, coach to kid, uh, coach to parents, so on and so forth. And, and, you know, Coach Hughes is going to be successful wherever she is. She's currently at Mansfield Lake Ridge, and they're very successful there mm -hmm. in her first year. So um, she's certainly an impactful coach, and, you know, she's kid first. And she's still very active with Carrington right now. She follows her right now as if she is a member of the Lake Ridge volleyball team. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's transcended time. Absolutely. Um and that's what great coaches do for sure. So you said that you knew right away that she was going to be a culture changer. Mm -hmm. For coaches out there that might be looking to advance, what gave you that impression? You know, you can't judge someone in a 30-minute interview or a 45-minute interview. Uh, she and I had conversations. She knew that I was a coordinator. Mm -hmm. She knew that she was going to be under my tier. But she also knew that she had a really talented player on the team whose mom happened to be her colleague. So you have to have a lot of conversations with that. You have to have two people that respect each other and, you know, respect. I respected her her craft as the volleyball coach. She respected my craft as a basketball coach and the, the coordinator. And so just in our extensive conversations with each other, I just grew to know, okay, this coach cares about kids. She's taken her eyes off of that scoreboard, and she's put it on those kids. She knew what Little Elm needed, and she was willing to roll up her sleeves and do it. And because of that, they went to the playoffs for the first time in 12 years mm -hmm. under her uh, and were very successful after Carrington left. Uh, but I just just talking to her, I knew that she cared about kids. And and honestly, right now, she, she went and took over a very uh, – successful program in Mansfield Lake Ridge and you can go on Twitter right now they had several a few D1 uh, players and she's the number one person they're thanking besides their family mm -hmm. thank you coach Hughes for what you came and did thank you for coming here and caring about us it's the most fun I've had in volleyball you made me love it all over again mm -hmm. I mean that's one coach coming in in one year and having that type of impact on a team that was already successful. Right. I mean, that's that's huge. So many kids burn out, especially by the time they're seniors in high school. And for a coach to be able to inspire that that love for the game is as big of a of, of an attribute for a coach as anything. Um, so before we start to kind of close out here, um, Carrington, will you please tell us something about your your mom that we don't know? Um, oh man. Maybe from the family side instead of the the professional <laughs> side. Okay. Okay. I hope she doesn't get mad at me about this. Okay, she's always talked about the fact that she's wanted to swim with dolphins, but she doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we can make this happen. We can go somewhere, have a cool little vacation, yeah. but you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to swim. Yeah. And she's like, I'm just scared. The water's <laughs> a little deep. I don't know. So we're gonna have to. I need, I need y'all's help to convince her that she's gotta, she's gotta get got there. Okay, so it. let me, okay, so <laughs> let me defend myself. Okay. Um, 
I have a fear of the water. Okay. Okay. If I can swim as long as I know my feet can touch. <laughs> that's, and not that's not even swimming. That's walking. Well, like, <laughs> it's, it's mental, but it is what it is. Everybody's got something. That's mine. Okay. I have a fear of the water. But I did as a good mother. Make sure that my daughter knew how to swim. There you go. Right. There you go. That's good. You have a fear of the water. Well, you're. That's a bad fear. You know, that like seventy percent of this planet is water, right? Well, Ooh. I mean, I'm not walking on water. There you go. You can just you can just stay in Forney. We don't have stay to stay away from right that. Here. Or I can go swim with the dolphins, where I can stand. Do they do that? No, no. I really don't think so. They might. We're gonna get you I out don't there, think though. That's- that's a, that's available, Coach. Yeah. So you don't want to swim with the dolphins. You want to stand with the dolphins. There you go. Swim around her. But, yeah, you right, want right. to let the dolphins. But I will say this, though. We have this new amazing aquatic facility that's right. yeah. that is coming up, uh, being built. And Coach Thompson has said that he will give me personal swim lessons so that there I can learn go. how to swim. And I just may take him off. You know they're you building a little kiddie pool on the end of that that's this way shallower. For Gotta swimming, start somewhere. That's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> so if there's if there's a dolphin tank at the new aquatic center, we know who to thank. Well, there you go. Oh, you yeah. pulled some strings there and got it go. done. All right. Um, well, we have one more thing that I wanted to ask you about, kind of a big thing in Forney, and yeah, that sure. is um, the posting of the Forney High School head football coach job. That, that is a big posted. thing. Yeah, it's. Um, we've talked a lot about coaches this episode, and and. Um, that's a pivotal coaching position. Uh, so it's not just the head football job, but it's also the campus athletic coordinator. So um, it's um, we're looking for a person uh, who's the right person. We've talked about um, a, a lot of the attributes actually in this in this podcast mm-hmm. episode that, that we're going to be looking for in that individual, somebody that can come in and inspire, um, who's going to hold coaches and kids. Uh, both both team, football players as well as other student athletes accountable, um, but who's also a, a great person mm-hmm. and uh, has the right perspective of high school sports and um, the right uh, abilities as a as a professional as a coach um, to be able to lead student athletes and hopefully prepare them to be um, as successful as Carrington is. And I'm not even talking about obviously she's a national level athlete. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the other kinds of success that are, that are even more important across the board for every student athlete, right? Le- right? Leading them to the next phase in their lives. So that position is posted. We posted it yesterday on Texas High School Coaches Association. Um, I believe in our process that we've got for, uh, for hiring very important positions in the athletic department. It's the same process we used uh, to hire the assistant athletic director who's sitting to my left. and. Um, I it's absolutely was successful in, in finding Worked culture. Out all right. Yeah, you bet. Um, we've used it with our, with the head football coaching position before, and um, what we'll do is is we'll do a couple of things. Next week we'll send um, a, a survey out to the parents of the of the players in our program, so they have an opportunity to give some feedback. But I think it's you know I think it's people share in general they share the same values that we have. They want the same things for their kids that Coach O wants for Carrington, and that is that you know she has the ability to participate in a, a loving program, in a supportive program, and in, in a high level of competition. Mm-hmm. And um, you know those three things together will will take you where you want to go. So. Um, we're gonna we, we start out with a, a an interview committee that does a first round of interviews and and there are several people that'll be on that committee and, and sort of representing some some different areas um, 
not all in athletics, but you know, athletics representation, administrative representation, parent representation, booster, um, community representation, because obviously a big piece of being a head football coach and coordinator is, is being able to, to segue with the community and, and get that buy-in to the Jackrabbit program and, and everything that it's about. Um, so we'll go through a round of interviews, uh, screening interviews, let's say, we could call it that, I think, with, with our, our strongest applicants. From that, we'll select um, a group of finalists that will come out of that, with, of that screening level and go into more in-depth interviews with, um, with myself and Coach O, with uh, uh, Rick Gear, our assistant superintendent, uh, with Dr. Jonathan Campbell, our principal at Forney High, uh, to really get into the nitty-gritty of, of football and of, of personality mm-hmm. and of background and of making sure that the person is a great fit for Forney High School in addition to being a great coach and a, a great motivator and somebody that's going to have a presence when they come in, you know, and can make an impact on a room, but also that it's the right person for the job. And then, of course, beyond that, there's there's still the top level, uh, which is um, sending a finalist or a couple of finalists potentially mm-hmm. to meet Dr. Terry um, for, our, for our superintendent to be able to have um, – um, an opportunity to sit down with the person and connect as well. That's really important so that so that every level, both academically and athletically, right. um, and individuals who may not be as as personally and professionally invested in Jackrabbit football, um, but definitely are in Forney and in Forney ISD and in Forney High School, right. um, to have a broad representation of people that that um, feel good about the person that we're bringing in because it is an extremely pivotal pivotal position. It really is. It's somebody that's going to have a great impact on not just those high-level, high-tier athletes, but a lot of kids at Forney High School really starting in seventh grade or before, you know, for years to come. Uh, somebody that's going to have a big impact on the Jackrabbit football program. So we're looking forward to that. I mean, that's going to be another of all all the other stuff we're doing. That's going to be a a really important piece of what we do in the next month to set that up. We're accepting uh, resumes now. I've got a whole bunch of emails Mm -hmm. this morning. I know they're going to keep ringing in. Um, we got some great people already who are interested in that job. It's It's a great school. There's a great group of people there. Um, there's some outstanding student athletes there. You, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to one of them. Obviously, you are. You've got a personal investment in that Jackrabbit program, so you know uh, the potential there. So we're excited about it. Absolutely, that's awesome. I mean, that's a you definitely gave a little uh, inside information to those who might be interested in it. So a little bonus if you. Yes, yeah, good to point. Yeah, you probably most people don't know exactly right. the process we go through. If they listen mm-hmm. to the podcast, I guess they will. But um, you know, we're we're just excited to find the right person to come in and and have the great positive impact on our program and our kids that, that we all hope and pray for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's what we all want. It's really all we all want the same thing. Yeah, well, do we want to win? Absolutely. Absolutely. And everything we do is, is going to hopefully feed toward that. But there's a lot of kinds of winning, right? Right, and absolutely. We, we want to win as a program. We want to win as people who are preparing young people for life beyond high school, too, in addition to on the school board. Right. Because right? I don't want to ever discount that. That's a right. big piece of it. It huge, is. huge. And I think it's great that people get to hear just how much goes into it, right? Y'all aren't just drawing a name out of a hat Absolutely, here. It's yeah. got four rounds of interviews. And sure. as I think that's what you said in ending with um, talking to our superintendent. So we're involved yeah. in everybody. And I can just imagine that that interview with Dr. Terry, like meeting the godfather, Don Corleone. <laughs> uh, Coach O, you did that. 
Yes, I did. So you walked in, he's smoking a cigar with his back turned to you. I was not nervous until I sat down with him. I walked out and I told Coach Weaver, I said, oh my God, I was so nervous. And his response was, oh, so you weren't nervous with me? (laughs) (laughs) But how how nervous with you about two minutes into talking to Dr. Terry? I was nervous when I walked in the door. Yeah. But after he cracked the joke and laughed about something, yeah. then I was You're okay. Like, oh, Dark Cherry is, is one of the nicest people yeah. I've ever met. And we talk about that, that there are some people that you can tell they're trying to be nice and they're trying to like, you know, fake it and kind of cake it on there. And Dark Cherry, it's not like that at all. I legitimately think that he is just one of the nicest people I've ever met. So... Uh, don't be too worried about that if you're applying for the job, but it is a big deal. Um, the whole hiring process is a big deal. We take it seriously for sure. Yeah. I know y'all do, and um, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. I did jokingly tell you that I was going to apply for the job at a football game. I, I said, haven't I seen gonna, your resume I, yet. I was going to post it on there. Does podcasting hosting experience count? Does that help? You know, unbelievably, there are some people that think almost any experience counts. Yeah. Um, you know, okay. we, no, it doesn't. Okay. It won't get you an interview. Um, but uh, you're welcome to submit your paperwork, Addison. That's okay. fine. Awesome. Uh, you know, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. But the truth is, uh, as coach. a podcast host, I think there's a really good chance that you're going to have our new head coach mm-hmm. someday in the near future and, you know, yeah. um, as, a, as a potential guest coming up. So maybe yeah, people will have an opportunity to meet that individual right here at this table, at this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be great. Um, all right. Well, I think that is it. We went a little bit long today, but it was it was fun. We had a great interview. Thank you, Carrington, for coming on. Thank you. Um, we always appreciate our guests, appreciate our, our awesome ADs, um, and we just uh, look forward to talking to you all next week. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Um, hope you all had a great break, and um, let's, let's go cheer on our, our athletes in these new sports that are starting up. So thank you all, and we'll talk to you next week.